Welcome everybody to Seeking God's Truth, where we take everyday learning of the Bible and apply it to modern day science and psychology. I'm your host, Carlos Hernandez. Welcome back to our series on society. Last episode, I based our community off of Romans 12, 4 through 14. We also learned that a community is not just made up of those who we love, but also those we do not love. Every person has their own spiritual gifts, and without that spiritual gift, we need to find, use our own spiritual gifts to find that in others. And because there are members in this society that we do not get along with, and sometimes not at all, we must love each other regardless of what those people have done to us. For example, Jesus said, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collector do the same? Matthew 5:46. The meaning of the scripture is simple. Even sinners love their own family, but there is no reward in loving the ones that already love you. So there is more reward if you love those that don't love you or that hate you. In continuing this series, we'll be talking about friends and acquaintances. The issue with this subject is that people confuse the two terms and usually use them both exclusively. Friends are those who are attached to one another by affection or esteem. They are n not necessarily hostile to one another, a favorable a companion. Acquaintances are slightly different. They are personally known. You might know the person, but you're not necessarily close to that person. Depending on where you look, the term friends is interchangeable with acquaintances, but I believe them to be different based upon the relationship. For friends are those who would do things for you and with you, where acquaintances tend not to focus on the needs of you or the group. Friends like to build on the relationship, while acquaintances might not prioritize some friendships. We all have some of these relationships in our lives and try not to let them interfere with our lives. There are some relationships that need to be cut because of the toxic relationships that they are. A healthy friendship is based upon seven different things. This is reciprocity. This is mutual exchange of dependencies, actions, or influence between individuals. The second one is support. Supporting individuals' emotions, physical, and spiritual enrichment in the time of need. The third one is setting clear boundaries. Clear and healthy separation of friendship promotes further growth. Affection is the fourth one, which you have to like the person to be friends with the person. The relationship should have some kind of ease. The friendship should flow and not feel forced. Being in any relationship, you have to have some kind of vulnerability. Being open to share secrets and personal information to grow stronger. The final one is predictability. There should be some kind of predictability in the growth of the relationship and routines of the friendship. Most about what I'm going to say is going to come strictly out of Proverbs. This is because it was written as a collection of practical life wisdoms given in short statements. So it has lots to say about friendships and other types of relationships. So let's talk about each individual trait of a friendship one by one. As I mentioned, reciprocity is when there's a mutual exchange of privileges. In all relationships, there's always some kind of give or take relationship. In Proverbs 11:24, one who gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. This does not mean you have to give what you have wastefully. If a person decides to give to their friends or anyone else, they would gain more than they would if they would keep it. We never lose when we give generously unto God and His work. To withhold unto more than what is right is to lead us to poverty. When we are selfish and ungenerous to what God has given us, that is what we expect God give us. There are some downsides to reciprocity. According to Dasher Ketchler, there's always some kind of level of power in each relationship that we come in contact with. An imbalance of this power leads to a failure of the relationship. 
Giving to others is great, but what if that power is, is misused when someone takes advantage of another individual because of their generosity? In many of my relationships, I tend not to ask for things in return, and I usually don't expect anything in return because I'm usually always disappointed in the end. There are those that are very important to me that I give more than I get receive, but I understand their predicament and I do not ask for them for anything in return. But there are those individuals that I that I give to that have abused that power and expect more than I receive. In Luke 6:34, and if you lend to those who you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. For if you expect something back from someone you love, then what credit is that to you? For sinners and others that show unkind feelings towards another will expect something in return. So even if we lend support to anybody or loan money to somebody, we should not expect anything back in return because because we're doing this out of the kindness of our heart, not for repayment or credit towards anything else. So now let's move on to support. Close friends are there for one another during difficult times. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This principle is often ignored by most people, including myself. If you want to have friends, you first have to be friendly towards one another. Even when an individual has a friend, there is something that is disappointing in a human friendship. The flesh and blood friendships of this world is important, but it's those friendships that stick together closer than brothers that are truly important. Jesus said in John 15:12 through 13, My command is this, love each other as I love you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus said this as he spoke to his disciples. He was suggesting that they love each other as much as he loved them, describing the love that one should have for another to lay down one's life if the need happens to be for it, both literally and figuratively. This also tells us that difficult situations shows us who our true friends really are. Not all friends match the same problems. This all depends on the amount of energy and reciprocity poured into the relationship. In Proverbs 17.9, Whoever fosters love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. This means that there's a time and place to expose all sins. Often, the sins of others should be tactfully and lovingly covered. The exposure to all belongs to God, not man. To uncover someone's sins by repeating it to others will ruin relationships and divide friendships. This also means not going to every event under certain circumstances. Setting boundaries in a relationship is key to any healthy relationship, especially in a friendship. This might sound like keeping distance or building a wall between you and your friends, preventing intimacy. This actually builds up intimacy. Proverbs 25:17 says, Solomon set foot in your neighbor's house, too much of you, and they will hate you. This simply says that when you're visiting your neighbors, you should not overextend your welcome and abuse your neighbor's hospitality. A wise person will be weary of unwelcome visitors and to keep better relationships held to what is desirable. This helps navigate the relationship and outlines the needs, desires, and expectations. One of the key traits of a friendship is affection. This might be obvious, but there is also those people who don't like someone and still friends with them. In order to be friends with someone, you at least have to like them. Dr. Franco quoted about friends saying, You don't necessarily have to love them, but you do have to 
hold them in a positive regard in a way that shows affection. Common trait of a toxic relationship is when one or both of the members in the friendship are tearing one another down. Often one is negative or draining the friendship due to the long-standing or other alternatives. We see this a lot in relationships in and out of churches. In Proverbs 12:26, For the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. This is good advice for both the righteous and those who have the wisdom to seek the righteous. It is said, Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Bad friends can have a significant impact towards evil. And many people can lead you astray to a wicked path. The power of friendship can be both good and evil. And good friends can lead you towards wisdom. Most friendships are done with ease, meaning that there's a little effort for the relationship to flourish. Both members in the relationship are comfortable. They are also not on guard or walking on eggshells. If there is a need for being on guard or walking on eggshells is a recipe for a bad relationship. Even though there's not much to say about ease, you can see that if a relationship seems like it's forced or you're having difficulty to maintain that relationship, it might not be one that you actually want to stay in. In order for a relationship to grow, one has to be vulnerable in the relationship. This allows individuals in the relationship to share secrets and valuable information about one another to build intimacy with one another. Proverbs 27, 5-7 An open rebuke is better than a hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Many people hesitate to rebuke others, especially those who are in God's family. Just like Proverbs 17:9, there is always a time and place for rebuke. For one, you don't want the correction to be in front of everybody else so everybody knows what's going on. It is not only good to rebuke, but it is better than the alternative. Love does little to conceal. An honest love of a rebuke is better than careful concealing of love. A true friend will be wounded by this correction. Like all corrections, they might hurt in the beginning, but the expression of true love and faithfulness of a friend goes further than, than consorting with the enemy. Honesty is better than being greeted by an enemy or being deceitful. There is not much to be said about predictability. Many friendships over time can flow, and you can tell which direction the relationship is going to go. Some consistent momentum is necessary to keep the relationship intact. Just like in all relationships, clear communication and connection is always needed. The last verse about friends I would like to point out is Matthew 7:12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So what Jesus was trying to tell us was that we should treat people as the way we want to be treated ourselves. If we treat others the way we want to be treated, then we would obey what the laws say about relationship. Acquaintance make up a huge part of what we live with today. We naturally call some of these people friends, but are they really our friends? We do not share information, we do not hang out with them, and we do not spend time with them. Just because you declare them as a friend on a social media platform, or you said hi to them at the supermarket, does not make you guys friends. As I said early on in this episode, Sometimes we do act like our acquaintances are our friends and we share information that we shouldn't share and then they spread that information. This is how a lot of rumors get spread in all different kinds of sectors, especially in the church and in workplace. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. If we are to keep friends, we have to keep friends that are wise and honest. Having relationships with those that you do not know or have undesirable behaviors will cause you harm of an individual. In order to know someone truly, one needs to get to know the person better and not be caught up in anything that might cause them harm or sin. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Do not be misled. 
Bad company corrupts good character. Spending time with people that do not share the same beliefs or values will corrupt your behavior after a time. So now we know that the second part of a society is close relationships. That our friends are the closest relationships that we have outside our family. And to build this friendship, we need reciprocity, support, affection, boundaries, ease, vulnerability, and predictability. Without any of these elements, or if one of these elements fails, so does the relationship. The next relationships that we have outside our family are acquaintances. They are not strong and they are normally with people that we don't normally associate with. Even though acquaintances are not strong relationships, they are important because they are everyday interactions with people. Even though they're not as close as friends, they are important because there are interactions with people at stores, church, and schools. So we should treat them somewhat like friends but not share some of the traits as a friend we should treat them with love but not share vulnerable information and hold on to the relationships like they are our close friends what we need to remember is that close relationships and acquaintances are two different relationships and we need to treat them differently well that wraps it up for this episode next episode i'm going to be talking about the family unit within the society this will be including the chosen and the unchosen members of your family those are the friends that you pull in so close that they're almost like your own flesh and blood but then we also have family members that are like acquaintances which we try to keep them to a distance because they are toxic and they damage our life i will go in to some strategies of trying to get rid of those relationships or maybe even minimize the relationships. I personally have a lot of these relationships and I've had to cut ties with a lot of them myself. I want to say thank you for listening. You can contact me at sgodstruth at outlook.com on Twitter at sgodstruth or you can search for me on Facebook at Seeking God's Truth. So drop a message and let me know how it was. Be afraid to tell me what I can improve on and what can I um, do more for the show and an idea for an episode. Thank you and God bless.